The Free to Be Show is sponsored by Replenish Me Membership. Show up powerfully. This hybrid online community offers monthly webinars, meetups, and coaching sessions so that you have access to Replenish online. Whether you are seeking something as an individual to relieve your stress or as an organization, a way to resolve team issues and recharge your staff, Replenish Me membership offers it all. Empower yourself today. To find out more about Replenish Me membership, go to bit.ly Replenish Me membership. And now for the free to be show. So welcome to the Free to Be Show, where I get to interview really amazing, dynamic people who have taken the steps to go deep and dark into their emotions and free themselves. And tonight, I'm going to share with you another lovely person um, who I've come to know quite recently, and we've just bonded and connected immediately. She is known as the um, single Muslim coach. Um, she's also the host hostess of the British Muslim TV. She's a qualified life coach, certified NLP practitioner, and so much more. And of course, her biggest brag is that she's a mom. So welcome to the show, Fahima. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate um, you, know, you inviting me on your platform tonight. A real pleasure. Absolutely wonderful to have you. I'm, I'm so excited <laughs> that we're finally talking. And we've, we've picked like a really great topic, right? So um, I know that we'll get to this, but before we do, um, I'll, I'll, let me just share the topic. We're going to be talking about reframing toxicity amongst women into allyship. But before we get into that, let's, let's know more about your story and what you had to free yourself from. Um, I think I'd like to start off with how I define freedom. I think we all kind of look at freedom in a different way. As much as we kind of identify with certain language, words, and metaphors, assuming that we all think of the same meaning. But I'd like to sort of say, for me, it's more about having that sort of peace of mind and able to do what I want, say, and be according to my own values and beliefs. And it does come from meaning and purpose. So I have to be really aligned and congruent with myself and know myself really well in order to be free. That's how I feel personally. And I also guide others if they have that same sort of outcome to you know, understand their own identity and be really self-aware because the freedom comes from, you know, being who you really are and then, you know, doing it, whatever it is that you want to do, the action. And um, so that's how I would sort of see it. And I think it's really important that I do clarify what I mean, because I think we do generally go into subjects and topics without understanding what it means uh, for that particular person. 100%. Definitions are so important. You know, we want to be really clear about what we're talking about, what we're, mm -hmm. what conversation we're getting into. So I really appreciate that. 
Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's good to sort of like feel that we're free to be okay, no matter what the situation is. Personally, my situation in the last five years, um, as you mentioned, I'm a mom, but I'm actually a single mom. So I was divorced. And uh, a lot of the times people are defined by their circumstances, especially out there uh, around the stigmas against divorce. That is not just in the Muslim community. It is quite wide, varied. Um, the fact that people have to even um, write down in a status if they're going for a job that if they're married, single or divorced. And I want to just always say, if I'm married, I'm married. And if I'm single, I'm single, regardless of what the situation may be, because we all enter or, you know, end relationships for different circumstances. But I think when it comes to divorce, it is such a negative connotation. And I want to get away from that. And I want to help others understand that it's a situation that happens, but it really doesn't define you. And I find, especially with women, um, that they are either looked upon as something like contagious or doomed if they are divorced <laughs> or they, you know, pushed to one side by themselves or society as a whole. And, um, you know, you just need to understand that, you know, things happen, especially when it's out of your control, but you can cr still create and be innovative and build and um, have a different chapter in your life. So for me, there was a lot of freedom that I had to sort of uh, create with regards to um, trying to face what were the stigmas and the taboos attached to that circumstance that you know was out of my control and then all the statistics and so-called psychologist studies that come with it which I also feel that it is very limiting in explaining what it means to be divorced holistically um, so a lot of the times I feel that people's opinions and criticisms generally also and having concerns of other people's thoughts we need to also be free of that divorced or not I think a lot of us are running around as to how we should be and how we should look whether it's from society community family or just you know whether it's in the workplace whatever it may be and there are certain times that's it's okay but then to what extent is that really you and I think that's really important. And I'm really free because I feel that I am vocal about very, very uncomfortable discussions and topics. If you research what I've spoken about as um, single Muslim women um, on a platform on British Muslim TV and several other channels um, here in London. So I do feel that um, I am definitely uh, somebody who has crossed the boundaries and moved to different platforms by understanding that freedom is something about really truly being yourself. And you can actually change over time and evolve. It's not a problem as long as you are real. And I just wanna align with my own values and beliefs. And I think it's really important that when we talk about freedom, it's um, with morals and ethics. It's also uh, with regards to your own definition and make it clear to people what that is. Um, so yeah, I mean, I've come across a lot of things that has allowed me to even push further because of people's judgment and criticism. So the freedom of not being too concerned of what other people's chatter is, is another big thing. Um, especially when you're on a platform and you're speaking and you have so much content and subject, a substance, 
but um, then you're just looked upon for either wearing too much makeup or your clothes are too tight and which could be fine you know I'm, I'm not saying you know I am perfect and I'm on my own journey and I have my shortcomings but there's so much more but that's the only thing especially as women that we looked upon whether we are covered or not is just the appearance and then we judge negatively by certain individuals and that's fine if you want to address me personally or give a nice kind word of you know advice or concern but when it's just like you know speaking behind the screen because you're scared to confront me and I allow you the space to do that privately or on a platform or you know just speak on those terms which I find that even professional women out there where we should be supporting each other and we have an issue then when you talked about allyship um i really thought that was an amazing topic to to bring about because as much as we also some of us come from faith and even if it's no faith we need to support each other and build each other up and if you see something wrong let's deal with it in the correct manner and that again um brings about a particular individual um, who's able to do that. So don't think that just because you're professional and you come from a specific, um, you know, way of being that uh, people see you just for wearing a particular attire on the surface, that that makes you, you know, that so-called individual of society that's moral and right. No, it's your actions. It really is your actions. And I think it's really important that we discuss this even further. 100%. What a powerful viewpoint of freedom. And I, I really want to bring to the forefront what I'm hearing underneath it all. A lot of times when we, when people talk about freedom, they're thinking, woohoo, I can just do anything. Right. <laughs> no. But in fact, what I've found is that kind of undefined, um, unstructured freedom is a prison, right? Because then you become a slave to your desires and you do things that even you don't even understand what's happening. Um, and so what I'm hearing you say is we really need to be clear on what it is that um, makes us free and, and, um, and how we want to define that and what standards we want to set ourselves to mm -hmm. so that we can um, make sure that others are honoring our freedom, right? Absolutely. No, I think you've um, sort of like highlighted that and taken away much better than even what I said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that's the only way we can really be allies because, you know, when we're not really clear on what our values are, right, um, people like to steamroll us. Um, women in general, you know, get steamrolled, right? But then when we do it to each other, to your point about, yes, yeah, that's just, and, 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 and that's the thing, because when we show up as women, we're just like, oh, my sister, you know, like you just have some yeah. assumptions, but you got to be really clear. My sister means that we're going to speak respectfully with each other. We're going to yes. acknowledge that this is Fahima's way of dressing and it's stunning and gorgeous and amazing. While <laughs> I love to wear my niqab and my, you know, abaya, that's me, that's her. That's her form of freedom. This is my form of freedom. And, you know, she speaks openly about stuff I only talk to my family about. And that, those are her values, right? And so yeah. this, this is the kind of clarity that we have to have going into relationships with other women so that we'll know how we can use our privilege to support them. 
Absolutely. And it's really important that you even said that um, we all have our own ways and our own values. And we do know, especially from coming from some, you know, certain faith and certain ways of being, yes, there are clear guidelines. And yes, we all should follow that. But it's not just on on the dress side of things. It's also with your behavior, behavior and treatment of others. And so they might be coming at me with one thing, but the way they come in at me is actually, you know, not necessarily the way that it should be in the beginning anyway, when you come from faith. So that's why I get a bit confused because, <laughs> you know, like, you know, we do say we all sin, but we sin differently. Maybe I'm open about that from what you see on the surface, but you know, at the end of the day, we have to be realistic and I'm not here to be on a platform claiming to be this um, role model or someone who's even an influencer. I'm far from from that but what I have learned and what I'm trained to do I do feel I want to share that and I am blessed to be on certain um, sort of platforms to speak about it so that's what I do and I speak about it and with that I am sure looking back even five years from now I will think oh my gosh you know why did I even dress like that and be like that and we all do that and I would love to see myself change to be more um, you know in accordance to what the books do say and the scriptures say but I'm here now and I'm owning it and I'm fine with it and I only hope to improve but the way in which also people can help and support each other to improve in life is to really give support and not to criticize and be judgmental and especially in a nasty and harsh way and a lot of the times it's not just said to your face or privately it is on a platform which is like in group messages which are planting the seeds in other people's minds which they maybe not even thought about which is dangerous and is talking to other people and women about you and they can mention your name saying they don't know you yet they think they know what you're going to say and do and respond you know i've had it all and um to be honest yeah i'm making it quite personal i don't normally but i've heard many other women um i'm quite strong and i can handle this to a certain extent but even when it hit me at the beginning, I felt like, you know, I was having to defend myself. And I'm like, no, I don't need to defend myself here. But I just think there's a real issue. So let's talk about this. And I did raise it even as a topic. But there are women that has been faced with this, and they don't realize the detriment that it actually has on your mental well being. And these are some people that are talking that actually help with mental uh, sort of like, you know, illnesses, and claim to be sort of, you know, Muslim counselors, whatever it may be. And they help women yet, when there's a problem, they cannot face you and I'm really surprised at that because at the end of the day we are supposed to be um, portraying not just in talks what is right and wrong but in our own personal actions and that's really surprising to me um, when I speak I really try to practice um, what I preach first I'm not just here to preach because anyone that knows me personally they will know that I am an open book in that way so whatever I'm saying to you I have actually done it myself and I continue to do it and if I'm doing it wrong I will change and I'm happy to change uh, for many reasons but it's just surprising that today um, I'm not talking about just people that have no knowledge I'm talking about people that actually have the knowledge that carry on like this so we need to you know make this aware we need to make this really open wide that what you do is detrimental to another person and to cause that conflict uh, is not actually to anyone's benefit 
So we need to ally, like you said, we need to support. And when you call each other a sister, don't just say it because it's something that you just use. Do it and say it because you mean it and actually show it in your actions. And I think that's really important that you highlighted that too, because um, I've said that many times about us using words like, oh, you're like my brother, you're like my sister. Well then, you know, let's be real brothers and sisters to each other whether it's in humanity or in faith whichever way it is but I'm seeing that less and less and you know now it's it's becoming problematic where people are turning away from their faith people are turning away from circles people are turning away from communities because they are being attacked and I do speak for those small voices I do speak for those voices out of that are out of fear and they don't even want to have the attention on them because they're scared it's going to only come back to them even worse but I'm like that's fine. You know, I'm the kind of person who is kind of not just, you know, having freedom in myself, in my own meaning, I'm kind of fearless too. So that is my personality and I'm really fiery. Uh, but at the same time, I am not afraid of any confrontation. So we need to stand up for uh, people that think they can get away like this because they're not. And especially if they can't cross me, it's not going to happen. And that's powerful, you know, so, you know, as you can see, um, <laughs> By my darling friend, Fahima, I love you so much. Like she has come, you know, out of her, you saw, right? Like it was really visceral for her, you know, because it happens to all of us, but it just, it's worse when it happens on social media. It's worse when it happens on your own platform. Um, But she is dug into those emotions for herself, although it was, you know, hard for her to show up powerfully for others and to demonstrate like how you get through that and how to behave when something like that happens. And I really like that you brought up the mental health part of that, which we're going to dive to dive into deeper in the next session. So thank you so much for that. Thank you. We'll be right back. Replenish me. When I say that, what comes up for you? And when's the last time that you've done that? And where do you feel that in your body? Well, this is my invitation to you to explore the four steps of my Replenish Me program where women learn how to release, restructure, refresh, and rebirth. Showing up in the world, being true to yourself. Only choosing words that honor your values and only allowing behaviors and people in your life who do the same. Connect with me by reaching out at bit.ly forward slash replenish with love and explore replenish me. And now for tonight's show. All right, so we're back and we're going to really get into it. So I highly recommend you pull out your notebooks and your pens and, t- and, and really take some good notes um, because we're going to dive into the meaning of how words land when we're dealing with people and relationship. And I'm so happy that you're an NLP practitioner so you can give us some finer points of the layers beneath the conflicts. So let's talk more about that. 
Um, NLP huge, by the way, and it actually can show how we can manipulate certain circumstances because it can be used in a very dangerous form as well if you want to be that way. So in order to understand, I mean, NLP, if people don't understand what that means, it means neuro-linguistic programming. So understanding the way in which a human mind thinks and uh, linguistics is knowing the language that we use and programming is the way in which a human is programmed and the habits that we have, as we know that we have the conscious mind and the subconscious mind and we operate predominantly on the subconscious mind, which is 95% of the time. So yeah, this is where all the technical <laughs> technicalities come in. But um, a lot of us do know this, you can Google this and you can find out, but then, you know, we have the information but we're not actually using that to our own benefit. A lot of times people come to me and say, I know what's mindfulness, I know what's this, and I know what's that. I was like, so how are you using it then? Okay, give me an example of how it is in your daily practice. Okay, because at the end of the day, we are all an open encyclopedia nowadays with Google. We can get information, but it's having to use that information. And that's why when I say I practice what I preach, I have to meditate. I have to do certain things in my day that's going to keep me productive. So that if I am here with a client giving them the same sort of guidance. I know it works because I use it on myself. So that's one example. Um, in NLP as well, uh, we talk a lot about the assumptions that we make in life. And we all have these kind of belief systems and more importantly, these limiting belief systems. And we create meaning behind certain things. And each one will speak in metaphors, but the meanings are different. And secondly, um, you know, life happens to us. We know we are always faced with something and especially now the world with this pandemic. Um, but so many people are creating different meanings from it and taken away from it. So NLP can help you overcome challenges and overcome tragedy by you understanding that you have some sort of control or manage your emotions by having a way of creating and developing new meaning behind certain situations and circumstances. Like if, for example, if we look at failure, a lot of us have had things um, that maybe we have failed and we have regret from it, or we have, you know, a lot of fear in the future or anxiousness about failing. But then when I said, what, do you, what is your thoughts about failure? What if you actually looked at failure as feedback? It creates a whole new level of that person going into even an exam as a student, um, knowing that if the results wasn't there, it is not the end of the world. And you know, a lot of us, whether we come out of relationships that have been um, negative, it's a failure. If we've not had a job, we've not had the results in exams, if we've you know, applied for something, it hasn't worked out. All this failure knocks us back and back and back and it keeps us stuck. And then we also have the fear of you know, doing it again and having the same result. And then again, it's just a cycle. So when you understand how the human mind works and how our behaviors and especially our meaning can make a huge difference to the way in which we make choices every day, that is something I find really powerful, like two people together in the same situation with an economic crisis. One can see that's it. I'm doomed. I don't know what to do. The other person be like, well, I just need to be a bit more smarter with my finances. So it's just those kind of simple meanings. I'm just giving you very basic examples for you to understand that everyday situations that we're faced with, even extreme circumstances can be changed so that 
we have no excuses and that could really help with your mental state. And that's what I find powerful in individuals nowadays, that when I do help them and I've been able to help people even overcome suicidal thoughts and attempt, and uh, whether it's from broken relationships or not handling life and not thinking that they have any self-worth and self-love and all of these things make a huge difference to a person. But when I give them that guidance, when I give them that different type of presupposition and assumption about their lives and about them and guide them through it, really that is the transformation. So it's not having the knowledge, but knowing how to use that knowledge to transform another person's life. And that's what my job is. And it's so fulfilling every single day. It's not just about relationships. I help with careers. I help with, you know, just general mental well-being, overcoming fear, being confident, being positive, and also allowing those negative emotions to sit with yourself and be okay with it because we don't have those control of having the negative but it's knowing how to manage it. Um, and there's so many different steps that I help guide my clients that they have to be in a particular way and have certain um, tools and strategies um, to help them you know, get through the day step by step. And it's not easy. Sometimes I'm on call for them because they know they're in tears and they're crying. They're very, very volatile. And, um, you know, but you know, that's the kind of support I give people really. So let's talk about um, how to reframe. You gave some really um, good examples of situations that people are going through right now, right? There's a lot mm -hmm. of inner turmoil. Um, yeah. <clears throat> relationships are breaking, whether they're friendships, marriages, or whatever. Yeah. How, do you re how do you help someone to reframe um, in, in that situation? Well, it's, it's many techniques and strategies, and it really depends on the actual scenario. And you have to obviously question, 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 because when they come to you saying, for example, um, I, I am lost, firstly, you have to be logical, say, where are you standing right now? You're definitely not lost. So when we speak like that, and we also illustrate to be present and to be mindful, and having obviously doing you know, uh, regular meditation gets you to that place can also help. But reframing is a habit uh, because again, we sometimes fall into a trap of um, being depressed and having a payoff of maybe you know, getting someone's attention or just used to that emotion, even if it, you've been by yourself. And then it's like um, you take on that victim mode and that's all you actually remember and know how to be. I want to pause you, you right there right there that right there let's talk about that so a lot of people get stuck and in, in the payoff and wanting yeah. to be in that victim mode yes how do we um what are some ways that um someone listening right now can become the owner just like let's do one thing because i know this is like huge and it's it's a big work but what's like yeah. one thing that someone could do? It is something which they have to really dig deep because a lot of us don't want to be stuck. Okay. So it's like when they come for assistance, you have to allow them the space to say that you actually want this. And I know you can do this. And I know that you've been there before where it's been positive. You just don't remember it. So you have to take them through a journey. 
And it isn't just something that you can just turn on and off. Sometimes, yes, you can have individuals that can just have a light bulb moment, moment and switch it on when they come to a realization. But you see, a lot of us come to um, some sort of like therapy or coaching thinking that they can get the answers given to them like you've asked me now, but actually the real potential is within you and me having to take it out of you through various ways. And that's more powerful. It's like when we're growing up, when we're young, we constantly being told what to do. And as children, we don't want that. But then when we become adults, we want someone to give us the answers. And I don't get that. And even when I say that to adults, I'm like, you want me to give you something where your entire life you've been wanting this freedom of choice, okay? And then you make these choices and then you forget there's consequences, okay? But then now we got to, you know, grow up and let's deal with it. Let's own it. Let's take accountability as well, okay? Let's be responsible. I am quite a tough coach too, and I do warn people, <laughs> you know, this is kind of boot camp coming to me, but I am preparing them before I get to that stage. Um, so yeah, I am quite like hardcore with, you know, saying things as it really is to be non-directive, non-judgmental so that they can take that from me. Say like, look, this is how I'm seeing it. I'm coming here with fresh eyes and you're saying something to me and I'm just reflecting back. Yes. And sometimes when you reflect back what some, you know, that client has told you that alone is powerful. Like, did I really say it like that? Did I really mean it like that? Then we go into it. Because sometimes they just say things. And then when you're talking to friends and family, they either enable you or they, you know, have a go at you. You know, there's one extreme to the other. It's not really helping. But when you're trained to understand, you know, what is this person doing? Like, you've come to me. You're obviously searching for something. You do want something. So let's find it together. So it's not just a, like, you know, automatic switch as in, oh, what is the one thing? It is not a one thing because it's, it is layers that we've created over years, Okay, yeah. like an onion peel, and it takes time to undo ourselves to get to the bottom of it. And I think if we realize that, then yeah, we have to do some work, and it is a journey that I take you on. And you know, that's what the power becomes in that individual realizing that their potential is already within them. And so many times that I've said things to my clients, and they're like, you know, I've done that before. Yeah, you're right. And I'm just, I'm just here to remind you. I'm here to, you know, encourage you, to support you, to open up a space to see something which you've never, ever seen before. Maybe let's brainstorm. So that's when, you know, some of my sort of my, you know, my own kind of things are brought into the picture, but only with their permission. But I really do allow the space because we don't allow the space. You know, even in coaching, we are trained to pause when you ask a question to the client, you've got to come to that pause where it can become uncomfortable. And a lot of us find it really difficult, but that pause is when you know they're not trained like you. So they want to you know, fill in the space, but that's what you allow them to. Whereas most people, they want to fill that space of conversation. So these things are so important. That's why you need to be trained. You need to understand the techniques so that these are the kind of things that will allow an individual to really, you know, divulge in themselves and figure it out themselves. And when they feel powerful themselves, they can use that for themselves than just getting a formula and saying, use it. Okay, so you need to understand that at the end of the day, you know, humans as well, you know, they can, they want things quick and easy and they can get lazy about it as well. And then like, because of their own ideas and they're like, think, yeah, I just want, I just want the answer. Just give me, you know, what is it that I need to do? Tell me your advice. Tell me your advice. 
and you know there was people are saying why don't you put it out there what you need to do in certain situations i said there's a time that i will you know transform certain things that i would say yes you know this is but i always say we i'm generalizing because just like a diet okay not everyone is going to use that diet and have it work you've got to know your own body and the type and go to your nutritionist or your gp doctor and know what is for you it's the same thing with therapy. If I'm going to say something to somebody, it's going to be for your circumstance, according to your values and beliefs, not mine. Okay. Not what I see, you know, what I think is right or wrong. It's going to be that. And if I feel that it's in a way that you're holding yourself in a box or a label or a bubble, then I'll help you break out of it. So you can, you know, be further in your thoughts. But that's how it works. A lot of people don't understand that. And I think it's really important that we're having this discussion so that when people go to seek some sort of like guidance, don't look at it as someone giving you the answers. If that person's giving you the answers, then that person's not trained well enough. They have to get it out of you and they can assist you to do it. And that's real work. And, and you having to dig deep inside because a lot of the times, even when we're teaching our children to be in a particular way, if we're just going to give it to them when they go out in the big wide world, or if your back is turned, they're not going to do it. And that's what we're all doing even now as adults. And it's really, really the wrong way to do that. I hope that's answered what you <laughs> wanted and it made it clear enough because it's, it's not that simple because people want me to just give them an answer, give them a formula no yeah like if that was the case then life would be very different right because <laughs> we're not we robots would, we'd all be born and given manuals okay yeah. so this is the life of fahima this is the life of cordelia but it's not exactly. like that <laughs> so for those of you who are listening and watching you may have to put this on pause and go back about 10 minutes and listen again <laughs> but i'm going to try and summarize what she said was you don't really hear yourself when you talk. You don't really see yourself as you walk on this earth. And you can't get the answers from someone else. The benefit of coming to someone like Fahima or myself is a coach helps you to remember who you are and reflect what you look like and what you sound like so that you can be a student of yourself and do that work. Am I right? A hundred percent. I love your summary. It would have, I should have just said this to you before and you could have just done it like this so much quicker because I can be quite long. <laughs> no, it, it's always better to hear um, the intricacies of our mental gymnastics, right? Yes, so, um, because that's what's happening in our heads. That's what's mm, happening as we mm -hmm. move through our day. You know, nobody walks around with the end of the story, right? <laughs> just, exactly. Yeah. No. So. But you know what? Even saying that, I mean, we always think about the end. Don't look at the end. For me, the end is when it's like flat dead. Okay. We're going to constantly go. Okay. At the end of the day, I'm never going to end until my breath stops. And that's what we've got to keep looking at. If it's not, if it's one goal that we come to, and if there's one outcome that we've, you know, sort of accomplished, it is not the end just like with a relationship, just like with life, you know, just like with a failure, then just step to the next chapter, to the next page. And I think if we had those kind of assumptions in life and our limiting beliefs will be less and we'll be able to move on a lot quicker and, you know, approach things a lot more healthier 
and it will overall benefit our state of being mentally and create better choices for us without being feeling stuck, I guess. It's all these assumptions that we have that keeps us stuck. I think that's what it's really about. Right. And, I, and on that point, let's talk back about the word divorce, right? So, and the connotation surrounding women, whether you're of faith or not. Um, so being divorced is like having a PhD in um, a long-term re- relationship. That's my viewpoint, okay? Because um, if, it, if it worked, right, then um, you wouldn't, you wouldn't have the opportunity to begin again. So this would be the reframe I'd like to offer uh, for the word divorce. What are your thoughts on that? Um, Yeah, absolutely. But again, it's not even about divorce. I just think um, whatever situation you're in, if you do not do the work on yourself, then that divorce can continue. That grief will continue over years without being dealt with. I think it's really important that we don't blame situations for what it is. For for example, um, divorce may um, deter children from being in a particular way. No, your parenting deters that. Your relationship with your child, you know, deters that. Um, Things like that. I think we do need to definitely reframe it because. I've definitely crossed those boundaries of every single negative statistic that's out there with regards to it. My kids perform more than average, better than average in Arabic, in their English, in their, you know, secular education, in their, you know, whichever faith education, and even with their mindset as children, as young children, not even teenagers, two boys that are, you know, completely in a, in a state of mind that even blows me sometimes. And I hear this not from myself, but from outsiders as to who they are and that is me working on myself and then reflecting it on them divorced or not and that's what we need to have so don't blame situations because you if you want the best for your life you'll make it the best you work at it you work on yourself i think self-development is so important understanding the psychology of human beings and nature the way we think and how we are don't just say religion 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 and morals and ethics come together and if our faith that's what it is it's bringing it together and i find people that even that don't have faith they've got the morals and the ethics i can get along with a lot more than the so-called religious people that may you know perform certain rituals, but don't actually speak to you in a, in a respectful way or look at you in a particular way. That is something when I'm like, you know, that doesn't make sense to me. So we do need to really work on ourselves. Like I said, from a young age, we are creating filters amongst ourselves without us knowing from society. And, you know, if you understand how we are, you know, brought up as youngsters and all the subconscious and all the habits are basically within us from that young age and then you know if it's unresolved then we take it to our relationship we take it to our work we take it to our friendships so this is what we need to understand how our mind and brain and body works in order for us to unfold that so that when we are in these situations that's when we realize you know who am i these existential questions come in not just when you're a teenager but when you're faced with a challenge but before you're faced with a challenge let's let's you know you know education is about really learning about human being and uh, the human mind and how we are and and don't just inherit things from your family and parents or surroundings learn it yourself 
so that when people are not around you and when you are alone, um, you still take that on. That's what it is about for me to be congruent and feel free because I know me. I know what I stand for. I know my meaning and purpose. I know my belief system. I know my foundation. I know my core. And even if it was to do wrong, I can say that's wrong because it's not in align with my values and my beliefs. I won't make an excuse like other people. Okay. So that's what it's about. And I think if you are having that true sense of identity, you can say you're from a particular country and be patriotic. You can say you're living in the West and take that on. That for me is not still true identity. For me, it is really knowing how you live daily and make choices. And where is that coming from? And what is that meaning for you? And everyone is different and we are at different journeys and stages. And if you don't know, go read go search and it will come to you. <laughs> so yeah, again, there you're making like a powerful point about uh, just removing the labels and um, boxing ourselves in based on a situation. And it all comes back to like underneath it all, we've, we're souls with values that we need to honor ourselves yeah. so that we can, if we have children, reflect that onto our kids and so uh, when we're dealing with other people, they'll know what the boundaries are and what our values are and how to honor them. Absolutely. Yeah. Powerful. Absolutely. Absolutely. This has been like the, my favorite conversation on the Free to Be Show <laughs> all year. I'm not like knocking any other guests, but you rock. You totally rock. Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> No, it's an absolute pleasure, honestly. And I think it's really a conversation which is really needed. And especially as women, um, like I said, I want to have more people around me that are doing great. Um, I want them to be striving. I want them to be on top. I want them to even overtake me. Honestly, this is what we need to be. I'm not in competition with anyone but myself. Yeah. And if I see somebody struggling or anyone comes to me for assistance, I am there to give them even my work that I've been working on for weeks and months. And I'm like, take it. You need to do it for yourself. You need to go there. And you know, I've said this to you and I've shared my work before yeah. because this is what we need to be. But you cannot be this kind of person if you don't have that heart. So, you know, you've got to come from heart. Okay, it's okay just following, you know, and ticking the boxes and, oh, I do this and I do that religiously. No, 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 no. You need to come from heart. And that shows and glows in your face. It shows and glows in your work. It shows and glows in your energy around you. People sense it. Yeah. Okay. And you can sense it back. And I think we just need to be more of ourselves. And that for me is proper freedom. That for me is being authentic and um to be different it's okay to even change uh some of your values as well as you go along but when you are strong from the foundation and your roots are there then you just you know just like the branch you know of a tree you'll have the different seasons you'll shed those leaves you'll have the blooms you'll do everything but you'll still be standing strong and nobody generally can really knock me down anyways <laughs> <laughs> clearly <laughs> you you've shown us that like consistently. Yeah, I got that part. <laughs> so um, yes, with an abundant heart, with a, an abundance mindset and, and just being pure love and showing up powerfully in the world, that is the way that we can reframe um, 
toxicity amongst women and, and move towards allyship. So thank you. We're going to be back um, just for one small uh, golden moment more with Fahima. So we'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> talked about a lot of things and so before I, I ask you to share you know what you have coming up in the coming year can you just give us the number one takeaway you would like our viewers and listeners to have from this uh, conversation today well firstly um, I feel like I'm on a flying carpet and I don't really have many plans they do say that um, when you come to a different level of consciousness that things just come to you and you don't even work for it. And um, I have to say, I'm quite blessed where the collaborations are now reaching me without effort. So I really can't tell you what my next plans are because at the moment it's just crazy. It's from everywhere and it's global and I am doing things I never even dreamt of doing. And all I can say is watch this space. I'm only getting started, <laughs> but regardless, I'm not here to do me. I'm here to really, really assist and guide other people. And I don't just do that because I've got something to share from everybody that I reach or anyone that reaches me. I truly feel that I'm on the same level as them and I learn from them just as much. And I do generally care for people and I just wanna see more abundance around us because I think if we spread what we know, and share what we know. And then the more we have like-minded around us, then that's what creates that power. And I think if people understood that more than having competition and trying to one-up on people, then I think we would have a different world around us. But even if you can't do it on a big scale, do it amongst your family and your friends and your community and society. And it kind of spreads and it filters in that way. And teach you know, within your homes. Because I see a lot of us like we're showing up in different places at work in a particular way with friends in a particular way but the ones that you're really close to and love you're not showing that and I think it's really important that we do that with the people that are important to us and can really make a difference because you know your legacy are you know the people around you who's going to speak about you and the people that you are influencing that is going to come across your pathway and I want to leave here knowing that if anyone's crossed my path um hopefully not the ones that have been critical, <laughs> but even them, they have a learning that they've taken and they've actually improved and transformed their lives by actually coming to me and, you know, being part of the journey with me so that, you know, I can inflict something positive to someone's life in that way and, you know, help them have more belief in themselves, help them have more love for themselves, help, help them have more faith in life as well, even with whatever's happening, 
see a different side of things and um, life is beautiful and people are amazing and phenomenal and even in the state you know we think we can't cope and I know it's been tragic for so many of us but honestly the people that have adapted and they've changed and they've taken away from it even from you know tragedy I, I see those kind of things and I think we need to remember that and I think if people have a bit more trust in the process or or the universe, or angels, or faith, or, you know, the, your creator, whatever you believe in, just, you know, just have that more, and spread that, and I think showing more care and love for each other, even if you don't agree, and if you want to make a difference, just be kind and nice, it just takes so much when you have a nice word, and you say things in a sweet way, it can make a huge difference to someone's life, and if you think there's mental illness out there for other reasons, no, it's because of your own voices, be kind to each other. And I think that will even take away that loneliness and depression, anxiety and fear if we know we have each other to rely, depend and support each other with. Mm. So good. I'm not going to say anything <laughs> to like, your energy is just, it says it all. I am like so very grateful. So very I am grateful. even more grateful. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's amazing. Like we've reached each other and connected from across the world. Imagine yeah. I'm in the UK. It just goes to show, you see, I pray for all these good things around me and it really has come. Yeah. <laughs> I met Cordelia. <laughs> <laughs> I feel the same, you know? Um, and I like have, since I started my business, I was always praying to connect with people in the UK um, for oh, wow. time zone difference, right? Because I'm homeschooling my kids and I just wanted to have my day done. Right. right. Um, and then here we are. So yeah. your manifestation strong, <laughs> <laughs> super strong. <laughs> and so is yours. So, oh, this, like I said, just let's lean into it and breathe into it. If you, I know you, look, I'm going to make an assumption for all our viewers and listeners. You have benefited greatly from this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm going to recommend that, you know, sharing is loving. If it's touched your heart deeply, if you've learned something, if your notebook is full, then share this with someone else because they need to hear it too. So thank you so much for tuning in for the Free to Be Show. Remember to subscribe, like, comment, and have a beautiful day. Good night.